Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our second Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call for 2015. I am Serena Baker and I will be moderating today's call. This year we are offering the presentation materials via AT&T webinar to help participants be able to follow along with the speakers during the call. Please remember that these calls are provided as a courtesy to our stakeholders, congressional representatives, tribal and government officials, and the media. By publishing the conference call and the webinar information, you may hamper the ability for participants to discuss issues freely. There are also a limited number of lines available for these calls, and by sharing that access information with the public, one of you may not be able to join this discussion in the future. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. We will use a forced mute function during this call. To unmute your line during the call, please enter star 6. This function does not work on all phones. Please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, then all others on the call will be able to hear your conversation. Also, please mute your phone once you have finished speaking. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in today's presentation includes the speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. Dr. Dennis Toddy, South Dakota State Climatologist, will discuss the one-month and three-month precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Mr. Kevin Lau, hydrologist with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, will discuss the latest potential outlook for flood risk along the Missouri River Basin. Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Corps Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, along with Kevin Stom, Senior Hydraulic Engineer, and Joel Konofchinski, Hydraulic Engineer, will provide an update on the current reservoir operations, including the Corps' runoff forecast for 2015 and the planned regulation of the reservoir system. We will now begin. Dr. Toddy? Thank you. Uh, good to be here today. Hope everybody is enjoying their Friday afternoon. Uh, we're in the middle of a fairly warm day across much of the basin, which is making a inroads on the, the snowpack. So that is, is going to impact what we're looking at here a little bit. Let's go on to the next slide, please. Um, okay, just kind of a, a brief look at conditions over the last 30 days, the upper left-hand side, and we're looking at uh, uh, the conditions mostly across the basin in each one of these maps. Uh, Montana's in the upper left-hand side, and the lower right-hand side gets us down to Kansas. Precipitation totals are in the upper left-hand side. The scale is next to it. And then just below that, the percent of normal precipitation, uh, uh, colors that are in the green to, to purple are above average, and then the reds are below average. So you can see it, it's kind of a, a mixed bag across the basin with some places well above, other places well below average during the month of uh, well, the last 30 days, essentially. And on the right-hand side, the departure from normal, you can see that most of the basin has been uh, at least a, a few degrees above average, some places as much as uh, six degrees above average during the last 30 days. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, just a touch on the mountain snowpack, a map from the NRCS, which is showing the snow water equivalent here. And most of the basins we are looking at in Montana, Wyoming, and down into, into Colorado, uh, most of the basins up in Montana and Wyoming are running close to average, some a, few, uh, some a little bit above average. Uh, you can see the scale from the green to the lighter blue there. As we get down to the Platte River Basin, you, some of the basins are in yellow. We're getting to a little bit below average uh, in the Platte River Basin. Next slide. 
this is the Plains snowpack, and we're here we're looking at the SWE, the snow water equivalent across the, the Plains. This is as of yesterday, given the temperatures that we are experiencing today, uh, probably has been some, some uh, fairly significant changes in how this would look if we were to pull this map off today. Basically, uh, we, had, we have widespread snowpack across the, the Plains Basin as of yesterday, but uh, most of that is very low water content. There are very few places where we have much water on the ground, maybe a few places up there in North Dakota. Most places are a trace to, to one inch of, of snow water equivalent. Next slide. Okay, moving ahead to the outlooks here. Uh, the first is from the 8 to 14-day outlook, temperature on the left-hand side and precipitation on the right-hand side. Uh, on the left-hand side, pretty clear that we are more likely to be above average in temperatures as we go into the middle part of February. Probability is quite high uh, the further west you go in the basin. On the right-hand side, uh, kind of a little bit of a mixed bag. The green area is on the far north end of the basin indicating uh, increased chances for, uh, for above-average precipitation as we move to the middle part of the month. Pattern may be a little more active up there. It may not be big precipitation amounts, but a little more active as we get through the middle part of the basin from you know, southern Montana, Wyoming, into uh, parts of uh, South Dakota, and, and especially Nebraska, below-average chances for precipitation through the middle of the month. Moving on to the next slide, we'll look at the 30-day outlook. Uh, just released uh, the first part of here. Uh, pretty consistent message, again, that temperatures are going to be above, or most likely above average, again, throughout the whole basin for the month of February. Uh, from a precipitation side, no strong indications uh, below or above average in the way of precipitation. Uh, climatology, as we get to February, is the time when we start getting increased chances for precipitation just from a climatology perspective but the, the, no, uh, the EC means equal chances for below or above considering this time of year. One more slide, we'll move on to the February, March, April time frame. And the temperature message is still fairly consistent in the western part of the basin from western North Dakota down into most of Montana, Wyoming. Uh, better chance of being above average in temperatures for, for the late winter into the early part of the spring. On the right-hand side, uh, we do have some indications for above-average chances for precipitation uh, into Wyoming and Nebraska, but really no strong indications um, or no maintaining EC equal chances throughout most of the upper part of the basin. And we'll go to the wrap-up slide. Oh, excuse me. Uh, drought, the drought update, the current U.S. drought monitor, uh, the, the uh, overall view, we still have a large area of D0 abnormally dry conditions carrying over from uh, limited precipitation in the fall. There has been a little bit of increase in an in area of D1 in the Dakotas and in the Minnesota that is right on the edge of the Missouri Basin. Most of that is, is outside the Missouri Basin. Uh, there have been a few changes in Nebraska, nothing, uh, nothing much in the way of changes further up in the basin. And the, the monthly drought outlook on the lower right-hand side shows no real strong indications of changes. Uh, there is a little area of, of, of increased uh, likelihood for drought area up in the, the D1 region, but again, that is outside the basin of the Missouri River. Okay, let's go to the wrap-up slide. Uh, so our key points on our current conditions, we didn't talk about El Nino specifically. We are still hanging out in a marginal El Nino situation. 
right on the edge of whether we are or not. That is likely to continue to dissipate as we head to the spring and become less of uh, even less of an impact. Widespread plain, snow, plain snowpack as of yesterday, but really not much water, and probably made, made a good uh, dent in that today. Uh, precipitation has been very mixed over the last 30 days for below or above average. Temperatures have been uh, above average overall. Uh, there was a we've kind of been doing a little ping pong this winter uh, between warm and cold. We were cold early in January, but the warm later part of January and early February has has overcome that. Looking ahead, February is likely warmer than average throughout the basin. Uh, as we go on into the spring, uh, the, the the likelihood of warmer is is more in the upper and western parts of the basin, uh, less so in the east. Precipitation is mostly equal chances across the the, the area. As I mentioned, as we go into spring, uh, some hints about wetter than average further south into Colorado and Nebraska, and then the El Nino impact and chances are becoming less. Uh, this concludes my report from this end. Thank you very much, Dr. Toddy. Kevin Lau? Uh, hello again, Serena and everyone. Good afternoon. Snowpack conditions in the mountains can be generally categorized as near normal with the exception of the Platte River system where mountain snowpack is below normal for this time of year. By this point of the winter, we have normally accumulated about 60% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains, and so we still have a ways to go. Warm temperatures during the last week of January resulted in uh, low elevation melt, and several streams and rivers in the west saw rises. The February water supply forecast developed by the Natural Resources Conservation Service and collaborated with the National Weather Service will be issued next week. Preliminary numbers indicate that mountain runoff volumes are expected to be near to slightly below average for 2015. As Dr. Toddy said, plain snowpack, although widespread, is relatively shallow, with roughly a half an inch of snow water equivalent being a good uh, round estimate. Some higher amounts do exist in portions of North Dakota and, again, in the lower third of the basin, but we are uh, quickly uh, melting that lower basin snow off, as, again, Dr. Toddy uh, mentioned, and we should be clear of, of the lower third uh, snow plain, uh, plain snow by, by early next week. Current plain snowpack is not a concern, but, again, we still have a lot of winter left, and things could change during the next couple of months. Higher than normal stream flow conditions in the fall, coupled with alternating very cold and unusually warm temperatures, have led to ice formation and breakup on many of the streams and rivers within the Missouri Basin. Ice jams have been reported along the Jefferson, Two Medicine, and Clark's Fork of the Yellowstone in Montana, the North Platte, South Platte, Platte, Loop, and Republican Rivers in Nebraska. However, impacts have been relatively minor Ice jamming will continue to be a concern through the remainder of the winter and early spring. Preliminary long-range river outlooks developed by the National Weather Service in late January suggest generally normal to slightly below normal chances for tributary flooding this spring for most areas of the Missouri Basin. One exception to this is the area of the eastern uh, part of the Dakotas where runoff capability runoff generation capability, excuse me, appears to be slightly better than average. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook on Thursday, February the 19th. 
which will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood threat potential for this spring and early summer. Thank you, and this concludes the Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you, Kevin. Jody, we'll turn it over to you and your team next. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the call today. We appreciate your participation and look forward to working with you this year. Flood control remains the Corps' primary consideration as we move into 2015. In a moment, two of the senior engineers in my office will describe the latest runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts, which were posted on the web earlier this week. As we listen to the reports, and as you've already heard, it's important to keep in mind that it's still early. At the present time, the plains and mountain snowpack are near average, and therefore so is our latest runoff forecast. But we still have more than two months remaining in the snow accumulation season, and conditions could change significantly in the coming months. So now Kevin Stom will discuss the updated 2015 runoff forecast, and he'll be followed by Joel Knopczynski, who will discuss the planned reg reservoir regulation based on that runoff forecast. Go ahead, Kevin. Okay, thank you, Jody. The February 1, 2015 forecast for runoff above Sioux City is 25.5 or 25.5 million acre feet, which is 101% of normal. Above Gavin's Point Dam, we are forecasting 23.3 million acre feet, also 101% of normal. January runoff was 178% of normal due to much warmer than normal temperatures that melted the plain snowpack and thawed most Missouri River tributaries. This additional runoff in January is runoff that would normally occur in late February and March during the normal time of the spring thaw. Factors taken into consideration while preparing the 2015 forecast include January runoff, continuing drought in some portions of the upper basin, and soil moisture conditions, winter precipitation and stream flow, plain snowpack, mountain snowpack, and NOAA's Climate Prediction Center's monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlook. Plain snowpack covers much of the upper basin and ranges from zero to one inches, one inch amounts of snow water equivalent, or SWE, with a few areas greater than one inch due to the recent snowfall. And this is best depicted in the lower figure or the, the lower picture of the plain snowpack dated February 5th, 2015. The mountain snowpack water content as inches of water equivalent are shown for the mountain basins above Fort Peck and from Fort Peck to Garrison. The current mountain snowpack as of February 5th, which is plotted as the shaded blue region, was 95% of the 30-year Fort Peck average. The mountain snowpack in the Fort Peck to Garrison reach was 101% of the 30-year average. Last year at this time, mountain snowpack was 106% of average above Fort Peck and 111% of average for the Garrison Reach. Normally by February 1st, about 64% of the eventual peak snowpack accumulates and snowpack normally peaks around April 15th. So there are more than two months remaining in the mountain snowpack accumulation season. Overall, the current forecast factors in February runoff will be above normal while March and April runoff is forecast to be slightly below normal. May, June, July runoff is forecast to be near normal. So in summary, the 2015 calendar year runoff forecast is 25.5 million acre feet or 101% of normal. This forecast has been posted to our website. and At this time, I'm going to turn it over to Joel Konopczynski to discuss the reservoir system regulation in 2015. Thank you, Kevin. 
next. On January 15th, the reservoir system storage hit 55.9 million acre-feet, or 0.2 million acre-feet below the base of the annual flood control zone. This means that all the stored 2014 floodwaters have been evacuated from the system. A warm-up in the basin in late January caused some of the runoff that normally comes into the reservoir system in March and April to show up early. With the early start of the 2015 runoff season, the system storage is currently at 56.5 million acre-feet, or 0.4 million acre-feet, into the 16.3 million acre-feet of available flood storage. Gavin's Point releases have ranged from 17,000 CFS to 20,000 CFS so far this winter due to above normal runoff and a series of cold weather systems that have moved through the region. Releases have been increased during these periods to offset water that would be locked up during the formation of river ice. Releases from Gavin's Point are currently 19,000 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate through February. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 CFS in December in anticipation of the river freezing edge. After stages in the Bismarck area stabilized, releases were gradually increased to the current release of 23,000 CFS and will remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. Now moving on to the monthly simulations or studies. The basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in the precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Next slide. Looking at the upper three reservoirs, currently Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe are near the base of their flood control pools and are forecasted to to be between 0.5 feet and 0.8 feet into their annual flood control pools by March 1st. Next slide. The navigation service level and season length. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15th system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level on a basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly re average releases will range from approximately 27,000 to 32,000 CFS. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, Flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1st storage check and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the main stems. In 2014, 9.6 billion kilowatt hours were generated. Under normal reservoir levels and releases, we would expect generation of approximately 10 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2015 with the basic simulation is 9.6 billion kilowatt hours. Thank you, and that concludes my talk. Okay, this is Jody Farhat again. So, in summary, the Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System stands ready to provide good service to all the authorized purposes in 2015. Most importantly, all of last year's flood water was evacuated from the reservoir system by early January, ensuring that the full flood control capacity is available to reduce flood risk along the Missouri River this year. 
Currently, the mountain snowpack and other basin conditions are near normal, but it's still early. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions, including ice-induced flooding in the winter and flooding due to spring and summer thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the main stem reservoirs. We'll continue to monitor the conditions in the basin and we'll make any necessary release adjustments as the spring unfolds. That concludes my remarks. Back to you, Serena. Thank you, Jody. Questions will now be fielded by state in alphabetical order for the Corps, Dr. Toddy and Mr. Lau. We'll begin in Iowa. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members? Any questions from tribal members in Iowa? State officials or local government? Any questions from the Iowa press? Please remember you will have to press star 6 to unmute your line. Hearing none, we'll move to the state of Kansas. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members in Kansas? Any questions from Kansas tribal members? State officials, local government in Kansas? Or the Kansas press? Hearing none, we'll move to the state of Missouri. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members in Missouri? Tribes? State officials or local government in Missouri? Any questions from the Missouri press? Okay, hearing none, we'll move to the state of Montana. Just a reminder, you'll have to press star 6 to unmute your line. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members in Montana? Any questions from tribes? State officials or local government in Montana? Questions from the Montana press? Hearing none, we'll move to the state of Nebraska. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members in Nebraska? Tribes? State officials or local government from Nebraska? How about the Nebraska press? Hearing none, we'll move to the state of North Dakota. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members from North Dakota? Tribes? State officials or local government? How about the North Dakota press? Hearing none, we'll move to the state of South Dakota. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members from South Dakota? Tribes? State officials or local government in South Dakota? Or the South Dakota press? Hearing none, we'll move to the state of Wyoming. Are there any questions from congressional delegation members in Wyoming? Tribes, state officials or local government? Any questions from the Wyoming press? Okay, any national press? Any final questions before we adjourn? All righty, hearing none. 
The Corps of Engineers is committed to maintaining open lines of communication. The next call and webinar is scheduled for Friday, March 6th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. On behalf of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, we certainly appreciate your participation in today's call. Goodbye.